Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, House of Wrestling listeners. It's me, Nick Hausman. And uh, if you listened to House of Wrestling yesterday, I said I was going to release this Conan interview that I released a clip of yesterday on the show uh, as premium content on the podcast feed here today. Well, a funny thing happened on the way to that happening. Um, There was far more complications than I was expecting to go along with doing this and releasing this in a way that I thought would be palatable and enjoyable for you to engage and support me with. So we're not going to scrap completely doing premium content. We're just going to go back to the drawing board a little bit about how to do it the best way. So because of that, you're all going to get a little treat here today. I'm releasing the Conan interview for free here on the podcast feed, a week removed from the huge Gresham piece that dropped right here as well. I may keep doing this. I may not. But for now, eat up your tasty treats. Enjoy your Conan interview. And remember to tune into House of Wrestling every Tuesday and Thursday at noon Eastern on the premier streaming network, which, you know, and I know we're, I'm going to throw this Conan thing here, and I'm going to talk about this tomorrow on the show tomorrow, but you guys hear this news? Freddie Prince, Ju- Freddie, Pr- Freddie Prince Jr., Freddie Prince Jr., 90s heartthrob, Freddie Prince Jr., actor, screenwriter, producer, is now a co-owner of premier streaming network. The platform... That we are on every Tuesday and Thursday, noon Eastern, uh, before the show hits the pod wave. So I'm going to talk all about that tomorrow with Issa Ramos, noon Eastern, Premier Streaming Network. But right now, here it is. What you're all really wanting to hear, it's an interview with my very, very good friend, K-Dog Conan. Yo, what's up, Nick? And congratulations on uh, going out on your, uh, on your own and betting on yourself after working for people for so many years. Well, uh, I'd be remiss if I say that uh, if I didn't say that uh, people like you at, telling me I should do it gave me the confidence to do it, Conan. And uh, your your faith and just belief in me, I mean, I, it's always it's always been very meaningful to me. I I, I sincerely mean that. So all right. Well, uh, before Yo, we well, get... let me before we yeah. before you start, let me start. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How weird was it when I saw you in the press scrum for WrestleMania and you had asked Triple H a question? And he kind of avoided it. Oh, was it about UFC or something like that? So the so here's how I'll, I'll run this back real fast. Ten thousand foot. Um, I had Heyman and Roman first, and I got the final question with Heyman and Roman, and I asked him about uh, the rumor or the report that Endeavor was about to buy WWE. Which twelve hours later they made that announcement. Right. Hey, Heyman and Roman did like a whole comedy shtick. Right. Where they, you know, Heyman said that I'm always causing problems, right? right. Call me a troublemaker. Right. Um, alluded to the punk stuff. Got a right. big laugh. That went viral. And then Hunter came onto the stage, said, I'd like to get this out of the way. Where's Hausman? Called on me by name. Got the microphone, re-asked the question. And then he said, no, I don't want to comment on that. I want to talk about WrestleMania. So there you go. That's the whole thing. That's all good because they're giving you, you know, they're giving you, you know, pub- publicity. Free publicity. They don't normally say people's name or, you know what I'm saying? 
No, absolutely. Yeah. And this, and it was crazy too. Cause like at the rumble, Cody put me over and said, you know, thank you to me and all this stuff. So anyway, very, sur- it's surreal to me too, Conan, as I'm sitting here realizing we both had WrestleMania moments. Right. I didn't even think about that before we had this conversation. Right. Yeah. Yours, yours was bigger than mine though. <laughs> yeah. Much, much bigger than mine, Conan, man, you have been getting praise from all over the place for the uh, amazing, uh, uh, introduction speech you gave to Rey Mysterio into the Hall of Fame. I know you've talked about it uh, already a little bit about on your on your podcast, but real quickly, man, like you have, when was the last time you were backstage at a WWE event? Uh, maybe 15 years ago. That's a good chunk of change, man. How different yeah. was it this time around? It's always different, bro, because they're always growing and, uh, um, they're always, you know, they're the leader, the, the, the leaders in the game for a reason, you know, and uh, it's just incredible to, to me to see, you know, just the lavish setup, you know, all the money that the, it's just in a, and just like when you go there, it's just a ginormous operation, you know, compared to what we do in Mexico. But um, uh, I think that the thing that, that struck me the most is how welcoming everybody was to me. In the past, they haven't been so welcoming, but they were very welcoming to me. They were very nice, and uh, they, you know, they made me feel like I'd been working there for years. Well, and you, I know we had talked before, or we kind of texted back and forth before this all came about that you were going to actually be doing the introduction for Ray. Um, when did you actually find out that this was going to happen? How how much time did you have? I think he told me maybe a month and a half before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you had some time to prepare for this. Yeah, but I really, to tell you the truth, my schedule between the podcasting and being Booker of AAA and other uh, married projects that I'm, you know, attached to, I really did not do the speech till maybe four, four days before the, the thing. Yeah, and they gave I read I read all the the quotes. You, you got a writer that you really enjoyed working with, and right. that helped help you put the whole thing together. And you made sure to get the time you wanted to really put over your friend Rey Mysterio and like the legend that he is. And man, you know, a lot of people say with these Hall of Fame things, they can go too long. People talk too much. It's very rare that these things hit, and they hit as hard and as well as as uh, you guys were able to pull off here. A lot of people say maybe one of the best Hall of Fame induction speeches of all time, Conan. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I'm very flattered and humbled. Um, but, uh, the, to tell you the truth, um, um, <clears throat> I'd never seen, maybe I think I've seen four inductions. Maybe I, one I know for sure was Carlos Colon cause I love that man and I love his sons. They're really good friends of mine. I saw that one and anything that had to do with like X-Pac or Scott Hall, I watched those. That's about it. I'd never really seen many induction speeches. And I'd never really seen that many Hall of Fiends, to, to be very honest. So I really didn't even know what to do or what to expect. And at the end of the day, you know, this is Ray Mysterio, who shoot is my best friend. Right. And I and anything that's affixed with my name, whether it's a promo or whether I'm booking or talent or whatever, you know, I always try to make sure that it, you know, it's my name, you know, and I want it to come out good. But I wasn't trying to like have the best speech of the night or of ever or whatever. I just wanted to make sure that I did. Cause I was kind of at the beginning, they were like, you have three minutes. And I was like, bro, there's no way that I can properly present this guy in three minutes, you know, for the, the, the career that he's had. And so they gave me a little bit more time and I just took advantage of it. And I, I think that 
the main thing that I've seen a lot of people uh, told me from wrestlers, the fans, uh, everybody's been very euphoric about it was the way I set it up, you know, how I met him and all the steps that I took to help him to get where he was, you know. Um, and I was just out there just trying to make sure that Ray got a proper presentation. Everything else was gravy. It's been incredible. You, you have no idea how many wrestlers came up to me, you know, after the show or I bumped into them in the hotel and they were, wow, that was incredible. I almost cried. I had goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I actually, but to tell you the truth, this is kind of funny. Brian, uh, what's this guy's name? Damien Priest yeah. um, said like, I wanted to stand up and applaud. He goes, but I'm a heel. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that is the thing, man, that judgment day. It was, it was very unique in the sense that it was both a very, it was a, it was a shoot, like how much, Ray means to you, and it was a great induction. There's also this like work element where Dom's like getting up and walking out. I mean, were you appreciate? Did you did you like the fact that they used that setting yeah. to get more heat on Dom? Yeah, and that was, and it was very, very subtly done without having to get into a physicality or anything like that. That was excellent. You know, real quick, I didn't want to get to it this quick, but let's just talk a little bit about Dom here, real fast. Right. This this kid comes out on Friday night SmackDown this past Friday, and he. Do you is he the is he the is he getting more heat than anybody else in WWE right now? Can anybody touch him when it comes to being a heel at the moment? I don't think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they wouldn't even let him talk. It was incredible. Man, it is wild. I've been getting into this kind of it's a quasi debate, I guess, going on on social media right now. Is Dom a better heel than MJF? Do you do you think that's the case or no? I don't know. That's hard to say. They're just kind of different heels. Um the thing is, is that he might be a, a better heel for this one reason. People like MJF. People don't like Dom. So he is a heel. Because, you know, he went out in Long Island and he's trying to get over. And it's, and I don't think Dom would ever do that if he went to San Diego. Yeah, agreed. And talk to me a little bit. Just I don't want to dwell too much on MJF, but I'm a little I'm a little betwixt. I'm a little confused because, like, every time this guy manages to get some real heat, it seems like he does something to make everybody like him. Do you think that's a good tact or do you wish he kind of changes the way he's doing things right at the moment yeah i think he should just be a straight up heel and just get heat but he's so good and he's so likable he's like rick flair it was hard to really hate rick flair because he was so awesome you know he's so he's kind of in that of course he's catered some of it is his own fault for catering to the fans sometimes but he's kind of he's likable and hateable at the same time so he's kind of been a hybrid situation where Dom's just a straight heel that nobody likes. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I want to take a step back real quick to just finish up the Hall of Fame talk real uh, for a moment. Now, this was a big night, not just because of what you did with Ray and everybody going in. Vince McMahon resurfaced. He's got this funny little mustache now. Um, when I when I saw him, he looked like Johnny Depp's dad, you know. <laughs> and somebody said he looked like Gomez, um, but uh, yeah, he looked kind of weird. Okay. Now, did you now did you get a chance to? Say anything to Vince? Shake his hand? I mean, it's... You no, know, well, he, he was very busy, and I didn't want to... I didn't interrupt him. Uh, when I went up... When when I got off the stage, you know, Hunter was standing right there, so you, I had to pass him, and Cody was standing next to him, and Hunter really liked the speech, and so did Cody, and that made me feel really good, you know? Because mm -hmm. when I came out, I got a little bit nervous, um, because the moment I got out, the first guy I saw is a guy that I consider my brother, X-Pac. And then I saw, like, other wrestlers, and then I saw Hunter, and I did get a little bit nervous. I was like, man, I better not 
F this up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot there, Conan, with, with you and Hunter and obviously Vince and just WWE in general, because like, you're so iconic, man. Like again, I, my maintenance guy, Ben Garcia, wonderful guy, fantastic individual. The only person he's ever popped for when I was talking to him was you, because he used to go to your shows in Guadalajara. He used to go to shows in Guadalajara. He knew you were Rudo. It was amazing, right? Right. You're, you are you are very, very famous and known, Conan, but you haven't done much in WWE, obviously. Right. So you feel right. fresh in that space. You know, again, I know right. you've touched on this just a little bit already, you know, that there could right. be more there. But what does your gut say right now? Do you feel like there's going to be more Conan in WWE in some fashion going forward? I don't know. I have to talk to Hunter, but um, there we may be talking soon. You know, the problem is I work in AAA and there's no way I'm going to leave AAA. And, and I had a conversation with Vince about this around two years ago where he wanted to start a Latino thing. And um, he was and I just told him, I go, I'm not leaving AAA because I don't want to in two years leave and somebody takes my place and they deconstruct what I constructed. Or I got to go there knocking on the door at 60 plus years old looking for work. You know, I have sure. worked there for life, you know. If, you know, it's a, as long as I keep giving results, of course, you know, right. and I still, you know, I when I hear people say, oh, or, you know, I've heard uh, writers and musicians say, oh, sometimes I get writer's block and I have to leave for a while. I've never, ever, never, ever had writer's block. Hmm. Yeah. It's it, it's interesting you say Vince called you two years ago. I was always in the I knew you would talk to WWE. I did not know you would talk specifically to Vince about that. That sounded to me more like a conversation Hunter would have want to have with you is the way he's like expanding NXT, maybe do like an NXT Mexico. I could see you a layup for something like that. Well, yeah, no, a, yeah, it was Vince. Yeah, it was Vince and Bruce was there too. And uh, it was a phone call. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, and I don't know why it didn't end up happening because as you've seen, they've done nothing in, in, in Latin America, you know. Sure, sure. Well, they're, yeah. they're going to try to make another stab here at winning over Latino fans. The LWO is back. Rey Mysterio is by their side. Are you a fan of the, the trip down uh, memory lane, bringing back the nostalgia of the or the LWO alongside Ray? Yeah, I'm a fan of that, obviously. Yeah, and um, you know, the the biggest um the biggest minority in the United States is Latinos, and we've seen Bad Bunny did a record all in Spanish, and it was number one. You yeah. know, so I mean, it's time. It's uh, it's way overdue. It's time for them to you know, aggressively pursue that audience. Well, with your legacy, obviously, with the LWO and, you know, the work you've done with LAX, it's not hard to think of you working kind of like an MVP-style role alongside those guys, you know? Right, um, I, would pit, I would fit in great because a lot of people don't know this, but me and Phantasma, I've known him since he was eight years old, and I was actually, like, one of his idols. And um, his dad used to tell him, if you want to grow up to be big and strong like Conan, eat, eat all your food. <laughs> you know, and uh, and so when he came to AAA, he was actually a mid carter in CMLL, which is our competition in Mexico. And, you know, I brought him in. He didn't even know how to work the mic because they didn't do much mic work in Arena, Mexico. And I took him from from a mid card guy to our number one heel. You know, yeah. so we have chemistry. We have history. Me and Ray have history. Um, Raul Mendoza, or I don't know what name they gave him. Is that his name in WWE? Uh, I think his uh, Raul. I think they changed it to Cruz del Toro. I think oh, is his Cruz name del now. Toro. Okay, yeah. They have so many name changes; it's hard to keep track. Yeah. But you know, he worked in AAA for a bit, and I worked with TJP in Mexico. So I have chemistry. Uh, with it's all not of TJP. Them. It's uh, is Jima. Jima and TJP. Yeah, yeah, Jima, different Zion people, or whatever. Yeah, similar but, yeah. but different. Yeah. Right. 
So I worked with him, you know, so we all have, I have a history with all of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, I guess my question would be as a follow-up, like obviously you fit in there, but for those that are just listening to us in audio form right now, you keep hearing that ding, ding, ding in the bath in the background. Right. You're currently in a dialysis treatment as we're having this conversation, Conan, a first, by the way, of right. my interviews. Right. How are you feeling? I mean, physically, would you be able to keep up with the rigors of going out and, and performing like that? If given Yeah, the as long as I do my dialysis treatments, yes, because when I wasn't on it, I was been really, really, really like almost it was really bad yeah yeah for sure well um i'm happy to hear that and of course with ray mysterio wrestlemania weekend him and dom maybe had one of the matches that we i don't know about match of the weekend but it was very 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 good the entrances were were on point do you think it was the right decision in this moment to have ray beat dominic at wrestlemania no i originally when we did predictions on my podcast i got them all right except for that one I thought Dominic should have gone over, but the people loved it. The people loved it. And when they were preparing it the day before, I was like, wow, if this goes off, you know, without a hitch, this is going to be a great match. And it was. Well, and it's interesting because the reason Ray went over here, obviously, is because there's more to do, right? I mean, this right. story that has been going on for months looks to be only like halfway over. If, if that right now, you've got so many characters involved. Bad Bunny's now been thrown into the mix. I mean, we're how? I guess it's. I guess what I'm trying to say is, how much longer do you think that this could be carried on? And when it finally does peak, is this? Is there another feud for Ray? You think on the other side of this, or, or should this be the final storyline of his career? No, no, he's going to wrestle probably four more years. He's not done. But I think that, uh, you know, they were very. They, you know, they've been really on point, like a decimal boom, like. And with everything, with the writing, look at what the, you know, look, look how long the bloodline storyline has been effective for like two years. And sure. I was and I was putting that over two years ago before anybody else was or very few people. But anyways, um, uh, they got a lot here that they can do, you know, and they're very smart because I think I don't know for, for a fact I have not talked this with Ray. I think going to Puerto Rico, which is a huge, you know, um, uh the people that just love wrestling, um, you know, Bad Bunny and Ray versus Damian Priest, who's also Puerto Rican, and Dom. That's a good main event there. Yeah. Well, and of course, Cody and Brock Lesnar may be on that card as well right. after, you know, Brock turned on Cody. Right. That's another great one. You know, and mm -hmm. it came out of nowhere. I mean, their their booking has been really, really good for the last few years. Yeah, well, a lot of people would say the last nine months have been the best with, with Hunter in control. Uh, obviously, Vince McMahon is now, you know, back in the mix full time in some capacity with creative. Uh, yeah, but, I, but, yeah, but 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 the bloodline stuff was happening. Sami Zayn, when he was doing the like the gorilla cheek thing where he, he was remembered that he thought everybody was against him, all the conspiracy theories, that was really good. They were doing some good stuff under Vince. You can't say that, that it wasn't. I think... Vince, to me, sometimes uh, some of the goofy stuff that they were doing, like the 24-7 and other stuff like that, I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, you know, the, the big decision that was made was that Cody's going to lose to Roman. And uh, based on reports, it sounds like that was always the plan. Uh, I, I, it sounds like your prediction was that Roman was going to win this thing here. Why was Roman Reigns defeating Cody Rhodes? That's the, right the second that's yeah. the second one I got wrong. I thought oh. Cody should have beaten Roman. I there were two. That was I got that wrong too. I thought Cody should have beaten Roman because when you find somebody that's hot enough to take the belt off of him, 
you should pull the trigger, you know, and I think he was hot enough and he stayed hot. I thought this was maybe hurt him if, if, if he lost, but now with the Brock thing, you know, that revitalized him. Well, it was, I was on the floor at mania and I could feel the energy during that Cody Roman match. And then as soon as Roman won, it was just like, it got sucked right out. It just became quiet. People didn't even know right. what to make of it. Right. right. Um, yeah, I mean, why do you think they did it, Conan? Why do you think they had Roman beat Cody Rhodes? I have no idea. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I'll tell you what I think. I right. think it's because they're so pot committed to at some point doing Roman versus The Rock. Whether Roman wins or loses, I don't really think is relevant. But I think they're just so pot committed to that. They're willing to kick the can down the road as long as they have to if they can eventually get that match between these two with the title on the line. That that could be it. I have thought of that, but I just thought, hey, if The Rock comes back, you just take it off Cody again, you know? Um, what if The Rock doesn't come back, you know? You miss an opportunity to really make Cody really big, but I think with Brock, they don't lose anything, so that was very smart. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, what do you do with Roman now? Like, a lot of people are wondering, who do you pair him with? He's He's gone through everybody on the roster, I mean, in back of my head, coming off, you know, backlash, we're going to be going into Crown Jewel, Bad Bunny, Roman Reigns. I mean, there's there's not many people that are really Maybe, super over. Yeah, the only yeah the only thing is if they if they get him hot, Lashley. Mm. Yeah, man, it is weird what happened to Lashley. I feel I feel terrible for this guy. He's worked his ass off, and then whatever happened with Bray, you know, I mean, it just right. cards felt bad for him there, you know. Yeah, I have no idea what happened there. I've already had mental health issues, but I don't know if that's it. Yeah, well, uh, I don't want to speculate on that because we don't know. Um, well, right. we're talking about the main event here from WrestleMania. I want to talk about the main event real quick, Triple Mania. Just was announced today. Uh, EO Del Vikingo, or Vikingo versus Commander versus Rich Swan versus Swerve Strickland here. Uh, talk to me a little bit about you know this match, why you decided this should be the one to headline AAA's biggest show of the year. Well, originally we were going to bring in Omega, but he was still negotiating with AEW, and he wasn't sure if he was going to stay or not. Oh, wow. So okay. we, we couldn't commit. And, um, uh, you know, and he didn't want to commit until he signed. So that that was out the window. Boom. And then after that, we had we asked for a couple people from AEW. They weren't available. Then we asked another guy, and he was hurt. And so basically what we got was Swerve, which I have no problem with because he may not have the name value of other people, but he's an incredible wrestler because I was with him in Lucha Underground. And um, Ricochet had actually recommended him to me. And um, so I think that, um, you know, the match will be great because Rich Swan is great. So you got one guy from AW, one guy from Impact, and then you got Commander, who I think you've already seen. Oh, yeah. He didn't have the best match with Sammy Guevara, but he's incredible. And I think the match will be great. So wait, real quick, just to clarify. So Kenny was waiting, didn't know if he was going to sign. Has he since re-signed and then it was just too late for you to make the match or no? I'm assuming I never really asked him, but there's plans for him in the future. So I'm thinking he already signed, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, he wasn't sure if he was going to stay. And, and WWE was talking with him, you know. So I, we couldn't get him to commit. You know, it's just so surprising to me. You know, Cody leaves and now Kenny, another EVP considering making the leap. I mean, is it was it an inevitable that once these guys ran a cycle, they were going to come over? Or do you think it says something about AEW that the big name talent is considering making that leap away from the promotion right now? Well, even though, you know, they NJF says that him and Jungle Boy and Sammy and who's the other guy uh, uh, that they're the four pillars. Darby. 
Darby. They're not the four pillars. They might be four doors or be part of the floor plan. But the four pillars were the, you know, the Young Bucks, Cody, and Omega, you know? Sure. And that would have been a huge get, you know, if they got Omega. And I'm sure uh, Tony did everything he could to make sure that, to- that Kenny was happy. Kenny wanted to stay, you know? But I guess his contract had run up or was about to run up and they hadn't signed him, you know? Hmm. And so he really wanted to stay. And, you know, and obviously I'm assuming him and Tony worked things out because we we were talking about things in the future. You know, me and me and Tony were. Yeah. Got it. Do you think that uh, do you think that everybody what what's the latest you've heard on what's going on with punk? Do you think everybody's going to be able to put their differences to the side and make some money? I'm hearing kind of mixed things myself right now. I haven't asked, you know, um, and I just think, you know, Chris, Chris Jericho said something not too long ago where seems like he was pulling back whatever comments he made at the beginning he was probably pissed you know mm-hmm. um but they could use him that's for sure well and they gotta they gotta sell fifty thousand plus tickets for this big wembley stadium show here in a couple months uh right. good, good gamble bad gamble running wembley stadium here in a couple months for aew a good gamble good gamble i agree yeah uh back to the main event here for triple mania uh with viking oat man him and commander they tore the house down at that ROH Supercard show. I was sitting there live watching this thing. That was one of the best opening matches I've ever... It's like everything you could possibly want from the opening match of a, of a show. Everybody liked the wrestlers. The action was good. The crowd was smoking hot by the end of that bout there. I don't know if you had a chance to see it or not. No, I have not seen it. But, bro, they work for me. I mean, one guy <laughs> I dis- one guy I discovered, Commander, and the other guy basically cultivated Vikingo when they weren't doing anything with him. I was like why aren't you guys doing anything with this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have, you know, I have a good relationship with them as, you know, kind of their boss and also at the same time, you know, outside of the wrestling world. You know, we have a kind of like Pentagon and Phoenix and Ray. I like to have good friendships with, with the people I work with. Do you think that it's only a matter? I mean, I don't know what uh, Vikingos, I always say, I just call it Vikingo, but I know I'm saying it wrong. Um, Vikingo. 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 Yeah. I'm so bad. I'm so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm from that. I'm like, I got that. I got well, that Texas style it's, of it's, Spanish. It's, uh, you know, if you if you say it like an American, it would be how you're saying it, you right. know. But it's E is it's how you say I in Spanish. So it's Vikingo. I, I speak see, I'm just I'm I'm redneck Texas, and so when I try to speak Spanish, which I know a little of, it always just sounds like I'm I'm well, saying you, you, you ain't the only one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I try I try to speak in Spanish with drivers and like wait staff and stuff like yeah. that when I can, and my wife tells me to stop. She says it just doesn't sound right. So probably good advice. Yeah, when I should stop. Yeah. Um do with Vikingo, do you uh, what's his B, uh, what's his contract? Kingo, like? I just showed you, you how to do you say worry it. about losing him full time to AEW? I mean, he's become a huge star there in just a real short amount of time. No, we won't lose him full time because the same thing with Pentagon and Phoenix and Taya, who are all people that started in AAA, they let us use them. Obviously, they have first priority because they they're giving a huge contracts, right? But we, you know, we, as you've seen, we still use Pentagon and Phoenix, and we'll still continue to use Taya and. Um, and you know, if they sign over there, cause I know Tony's interested in both Bikingo and, um, commander, you know, we'll work it out where we can still use them, you know, for sure. All right, I'm last... just glad, I'm just glad he's signing him, not WWE. Cause if they went over there, we wouldn't be able to use them. Got it. And like with dragon Lee, right. He's off the table right. now. Cause he's right. in NXT and I heard he's got, a, I heard he got a great deal. He's making a yeah. lot more money than everybody else down in NXT. Yeah, he did. He did. I don't think he's going to be on NXT too long. He's an incredible talent. 
Yeah, for sure. All right, last last question I had here for you, or last topic I wanted to bring up. Uh, Matt Hardy this past weekend said that Jeff might be six to eight weeks away from coming back to AEW. Uh, back in February, his court case uh, got you know uh, closed. Um, so he's he's available if his head's clear. How do you, how do you feel? I mean, you've worked with Jeff a lot. How yeah. do you feel? Do you think it's a good idea for him to re- return to pro yeah. wrestling? Yes, I love him. He's done a lot for the business. He deserves. We all fuck up. You, me, and. Uh, I don't judge anybody. I like to give people second chances, as you've seen with Alberto Del Rio and other people that we work with, you know. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about giving second chances. I'm not about canceling people, not letting them come back. And, you know, that, that's, a, that's not my job. You know, obviously, if you get convicted of something, then we probably can't work. But none of these guys have been convic- convicted of anything, obviously. He's had his problems. He's gone through rehab. I love Jeff as a person, as a performer. And I hope he can come back and, and contribute. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap it there, Conan. And hey, look, you your battery didn't die, right? It's about to. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. made it all the way to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Conan, what do you want? Anything you want to plug or put over here before we wrap up today? Yeah, just come check out my podcast, Keeping It One Hundred, with uh, Conan and Disco. It's on um, it's on everything: Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Spotify, Apple. You know, and it's doing great numbers right now. And next week, I'm going to tell you off air who it is. We have an incredible guest that nobody expects. And we're also going to have Pat McAfee, who's a really big wrestling fan. I ran into him in the dressing room. That's a great story, which I told on my podcast. Right. And um, they were hiding him from everybody. And he actually took off his hood to come over and introduce himself. You know, and I obviously um, took advantage and said, hey, you need to come on my podcast. And he gave me his number. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm so happy. for I, You know, I'm so happy for you, Conan. I know a Thank lot of you. people want you there. Right. Whether or not whether or not it comes to pass, we'll we'll see. But I know that you're very beloved and a lot of people want you there, man. All right. Thank you very much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.